Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I am your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 52. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star review would be greatly appreciated. This week, we will be diving into the Week 17 slate. Kind of an ugly one, not going to lie, but can't really be much uglier than last week. Had a great Saturday, thought things were going to go pretty good, had a couple sweats going into the late games, and then got a little too overzealous on Sunday and didn't have enough of Rams of all teams, so kind of lost a lot of money there. So we'll see what happens this week, but hopefully it's a little bit better than last week because Christmas kicked my ass. But anyways, if we dive right into this slate, it's a little bit ugly. We have a lot of guys that are banged up, and, and it's that time of year where might be seeing some guys sitting for, for playoff implications and just getting healthy for the playoffs. So definitely going to have to monitor the injury reports throughout the week. But if we start right here at Arizona at Atlanta, I told you it was an ugly slate, and, and this is where we're starting off. We have Atlanta, three-point three favorites at home, over under 42. Now Colt McCoy should be starting in this game, which definitely should be a little bit of an upgrade over McSorley. I don't know if he's necessarily usable at 5,200, but definitely think he helps the game environment overall. Connor, 7,200 is actually a really good price for him for how involved he has been. The guy just is an absolute workhorse and and gets a ton of work in this offense, so I think 7,200 is a good price for him. At least 15 carries and a touchdown in three straight games, so... Atlanta's also allowing 5.2 yards per carry over the last four weeks, so I, I definitely like Connor quite a bit. He was dealing with an illness that kept him out of practice, so just want to keep an eye on that. But otherwise, Tyler Algier on the other side, 5,300, actually do expect him to get a little bit popular this week. You know, he's he's turned into a workhorse kind of over the past couple weeks, has 17 carries in back-to-back games. He's averaged 126.5 yards from scrimmage and over 6 yards per carry in those two games. So Arizona's allowing over 5 yards a carry, too, to running backs over the last four weeks. So I I think it's a good matchup. I think he's going to get a ton of use, and and these two running backs are definitely in play. Now, with that being said, if Algier does get popular, I actually don't mind Cordero Patterson as a sneaky play. He's still getting some usage there. We know there's some touchdown upside. He's only 5,400. So if Algier is the popular one and and you want to pivot to some leverage with Patterson, I don't mind that at all. Hopkins, just a little bit too pricey for me at 7,700. I just, McCoy, I think, caps his upside a bit. And and just at that price, I don't know if he can get to the ceiling game you would need for him at that price. Now, Drake London on the other side, 4,900, still getting a ton of targets. And, and should be involved in this one. So I, I think he's viable as well. So if you wanted to go with a mini stack of Connor and maybe bring it back with London, don't mind that. And maybe taking a chance on, on Trey McBride, 3300 not too bad of a price for him. But I, I think there are better options at tight end. But if you wanted to get cute, he's a possibility. Next is probably going to be the highest owned game on the slate. With Chicago heading to Detroit. Detroit is giving six points at home over under a 52. Now, Detroit has looked really, really good at home. They also give up a ton of points. So, Goff is much better when, when they're playing in Detroit. So, 5,600, he should be absolutely a, a smash in, in cash games. 
speaking of which, this will be my last week of cash because week 18 is absolute chaos. So hopefully we can get out of there with a, with a cash win. And I'm, I'm leaning towards Goff as, as my quarterback in cash this week. 5,600 is just too cheap for him. You can obviously pair him with Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,800. His price just basically stays the same for the workload he gets. That That's not too bad of a price. But I actually do like DJ Chark quite a bit. 4,300 is pretty cheap for him. And he's been getting a ton of work, had over 100 yards last week. We've seen him pretty productive over the past couple weeks, so I, I really do like that. You could even go with a, a golf double stack with the two of them. The issue is who to bring it back with on the Chicago side. Montgomery, 6900 is a pretty good price, but Herbert's still getting worked in, and, and Herbert's actually still the minimum, 4000 so... We saw what Carolina did to this this defense that looked pretty good against the rush over the past couple weeks, and you know maybe if they're they're trying to establish the run like Carolina did, they they can get something going. So I do actually think Herbert could be a sneaky little play here at, at min price for running backs. Montgomery, I'm a little bit hesitant at him getting to his ceiling, but he he does get a ton of work, so six thousand nine hundred isn't terrible for him. But I definitely like Justin Fields quite a bit. Didn't have the greatest game last week, but we still know the rushing upside is there. The price is kind of high, so maybe it keeps some people away, but this matchup is absolutely great. Getting him on turf in a dome, really, I don't even think you'd necessarily have to pair him with anyone, but if you wanted to pair him with with a Pringle or, or a Pettis, they're both cheap, 3500 3700 Cole Komet, 4500 is a little bit expensive, but probably the best option if you are pairing him with a pass catcher. So I almost like the the field's naked side better and bringing it back with with some pass catchers from Detroit, maybe Amon Ra or DJ Chark. I do think Swift is definitely in play at 5,300. He wasn't really too involved last week. It was actually kind of weird. They're still getting Justin Jackson involved, so so I think that eats into the upside of, of all these running backs, but Swift's usage in the passing game and, and big play upside, I, I definitely think he's a viable play at 5,300. So that's really all I'm looking at here. Probably really going to be heavy on, on field stacks and bringing it back with some Detroit pass catchers. And like I said, in, in cash, I'm definitely going to be going off and probably Amon Ra. Next, we have Jacksonville at Houston. These wonderful games just continue. So this is an interesting one because Jacksonville basically has nothing to play for here. They're going to have their play-in game with the Titans next week. Lawrence is a little banged up, so if they do get up, I, I, I could see them kind of taking him out of the game. Travis Etienne in a great spot. 6400 is a cheap price for the work he gets. We know he has the big play upside. Houston is by far the worst defense against the run, have given up the most rushing yards, the most rushing touchdowns to running backs this year so definitely think ATN is going to be pretty popular and and with that being said if he's going to be very popular I actually think going Lawrence stacks in this make a ton of sense because you can pair him with Kirk and Zay Jones or, or Ingram you know you can do a double stack with him and none of these guys are, are really overly expensive so if they're getting there instead of ATN that that gives you a little bit of a leg up and some leverage as far as bringing it back on the Texan side, it's tough. Brandon Cooks is supposed to practice at 4,800. If he were to come back, I think you could play him, but it's scary. I, I think Chris Moore at 4,200 would be the only other one I, I would actually even consider. Still getting involved, getting targets. 
a lot of these tight ends are involved as well, but Jordan Aikens, 3,100, probably going to get the most targets of them. So if you wanted to bring back, I would say it's probably one of them. I'm staying away from this this backfield. It's an absolute mess, but really like ATN. And, and if he's going to be popular, I definitely like some Lawrence stacks and, and would probably only bring it b- back with a Moore or an Aikens as far as the Houston side goes. Next, we have Denver at Kansas City. So Kansas City is giving up 12.5 points. They are favored at home, over-under of only 45. So Mahomes goes overlooked, mainly probably because of the price. 8500 is pretty expensive for a quarterback, and it's very hard to know who to pair him with on, on a given week. He's just there's no receiver that, that is consistent that you can rely on each week other than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, 8,100. So if you're pairing the two of them together, it, it's it's pretty sketchy and gets pretty expensive there. Tony did have a touchdown, 4,200. Does have some touchdown upside. But like I said, it, you're just throwing darts when it comes to these receivers. Juju probably has the safest floor at 5,600. So if, if I was just going to play a standalone, it would probably be Juju. Or, or Kelsey, if I'm not pairing them with, with Mahomes. And these running backs, now, Pacheco just, he gets the ball a ton, but really hasn't shown a lot of upside. McKinnon, 6,000, heavily involved in the passing game, heavily involved by the goal line, but was 35% owned last week. So if he's going to be popular again and the price is getting up there at 6,000, I, I kind of want to fade him as well. And this Denver offense, I mean, if you're going to play Chiefs, it's tough to know who to bring it back with on Denver because Russell Wilson has looked absolutely disgusting. 5400 is an okay price for him, but I, I don't know if I could get there. I'd probably prefer Sutton, 5100 just because of the salary savings over Judy, who's 6400 I think Sutton has some touchdown upside. Both of these guys are banged up, though, so definitely got to monitor their health status. I do think Judy being at 6,400 scares some people away. So you could get a low-owned Judy if you wanted to just pair him maybe with a Kelsey or Sutton with Kelsey and, and just do a skinny stack of this game. Actually really wouldn't mind that too much. Or if you wanted to maybe offset some McKinnon ownership, you could play McKinnon at 6,000 and bring it back with one of these two receivers. They're probably going to be pretty low-owned, so... Lowers your cumulative ownership on your lineup a little bit. But that's probably really all I'm looking at here. Latavius Murray gets a ton of work. 5500 not a bad price for him. But I, I don't know if I really want to rely on him in this one. Next, Miami at New England. This game is going to be without Tua. New England is three-point favorites at home. Over-under of only 41. Now, Bridgewater... A little bit sketchy from time to time, but in, in the, the last game he started, it was against Minnesota in week six, but threw for 329 yards and two touchdowns. So he is serviceable. He's one of the more serviceable backups in, in football. And with these two receivers, I mean, all you got to do is just throw them the ball, even at the line of scrimmage, and, and they can do something with it. So I definitely think Tyreek Hill, 8,900, and Jalen Waddell, 7,500, are, are absolutely in play. And I will actually play quite a bit of them. Probably not going to stack them with Bridgewater, but definitely will be playing them. And and 
bringing it back with Ramondre Stevenson, 6,800, had a terrible game, costly fumble last week, cost me my playoffs in my fantasy league, but that's a different story, but Damian Harris looks like he's still banged up, unable to practice, probably not going to be able to play, so Ramondre should be heavily relied upon in this one, so I, I definitely like those for skinny stacks, maybe if you wanted to go Jacoby Myers, 5,000 isn't a bad price for him, hope that he gets some targets, and, and this game can shoot out a little bit, as far as the Miami running backs go, Mostert probably is the better option of the two at 5500 but Wilson, 5400 they're, they're both pretty good prices. I think you're kind of just, you're taking a chance on either one of them because it could be either one of them that, that could be productive in this game. But I, I kind of lean more towards the pass catchers in, in Hill and Waddle and, and just doing a skinny stack and, and being on my way or even playing one of those two as a one-off just hoping that this game doesn't really get there, which probably won't being in New England with, with a backup quarterback for Miami. So Indy at New York Giants, another ugly, ugly game. Giants are, are laying six points. It looks like Nick Foles is going to be starting. 38 is the over-under, so, so we got a low over-under. I'm going to be quick with this one. I want nothing to do with anybody in this game other than Saquon Barkley, $8,000. That's about it. You can make a case for Daniel Jones at 5,700, but I think there's just other places I would rather go. Really just looking at, at Saquon. If you really wanted to look for a, a cheap wide receiver, if you really needed the salary savings, I, I would say Isaiah Hodgins, 4,500. The usage he's been getting recently, especially you know looks at the goal line, I, I think you could do worse there. So I would consider him and, and possibly Slayton at 4900 I do think they they could possibly get you a touchdown and have a little bit of upside at a cheap price, but mainly just looking at Barkley, and I want absolutely nothing to do with the indie side of, of this game. So that's short and easy. Next, if we move to New Orleans at Philadelphia, the Eagles are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home, over under of 43. We will have Gardner Minshew, it looks like, again, 5500 a good price for him. I don't mind going right back to him. I think he might be a little bit popular, but with these weapons on, on Philly's side, you have Brown, Smith, and, and now Goddard back. I definitely think you could play him. I don't know that I would double-stack him. Probably more so would want to, to hope that he over-targets one of these guys or maybe one of them get two touchdowns and... and go that route, but they're all in play. Brown is only 7,900, so not a bad price for him. Smith has finally gone up a little bit, 7,100, so I, d I don't think he's going to be too popular. And Dallas Goddard, 4,700, a great price for him at tight end. On the New Orleans side, it's a little bit sketchy. Kamara missed practice with what was deemed a personal reason, but apparently is also dealing with a quad injury, so he has not been good lately, and, and they're using David Johnson and just... He's not seeing the field all the time, so I don't know what's going on with Kamara, but I, I don't know if you can get there. Olave still might not be playing in this one either. 6100 would be a great price for him if he was. So really, I'm staying away from, from most of this New Orleans side other than Juwan Johnson, 3500 I think he's involved enough and has, has enough chance at a touchdown tight end is an absolute crapshoot anyway I, I think it's a good salary savings and actually would be my preferred bring back if if I am stacking Minshew Miles Sanders has been very very disappointing recently 5,900 he's a little bit banged up himself 
I do think you could get him at very, very low ownership, and, and this New Orleans defense has not been great. So if you are looking for a leverage play, and if Minshew is getting kind of popular, I don't love Sanders, but I actually do think from a game strategy standpoint, it does make a ton of sense. Next, we have another disgusting one with Carolina at Tampa Bay. This one might actually be a little bit more interesting than, than some of the other ones, but still has a very low over-under of only 40.5. Tampa Bay favored by three at home. You could go with some Brady stacks here, 6,100. Mike Evans is affordable at 6,500. Godwin is a target monster, 6,800. I, I am expecting at some point Mike Evans to score a touchdown again, so... Definitely going to be low owned, and and I'll I'll keep taking weekly shots, hoping that he gets there. Just it's a cheap price at a very low ownership for the upside that he has. So I'm willing to take a shot on him. And if you wanted to just play Godwin as a one off with how many targets he gets, he is good. I definitely think he is cash game viable as well. Russell Gage has been involved, so 3,800 actually is not a bad price for him. If you wanted to get some salary savings at the wide receiver position. Now, we saw the running game go absolutely wild last week for Carolina. Deontay Foreman, 5700 pretty cheap. Chuba Hubbard, 4900 very cheap there. But Tampa's definitely much better at the run than, than Detroit is. So I don't know if they're going to run wild in this one, but they're definitely going to try to establish the run. So I, I, I think the two of them could be pretty sneaky and are at pretty good prices so if you did want to go there in in some stacks of this game I wouldn't mind it obviously DJ Moore is going to be the preferred play 5700 back-to-back weeks with five catches and a touchdown so he he is the preferred wide receiver one there Terrence Marshall has been showing glimpses here 3600 I think is a really good price for him so if you wanted to go with a Brady stack of, of Brady, Evans, Godwin, and bring it back with a cheap Marshall, I, I think there are worst ways you could go about it. Looks like Leonard Fournette is gaining the bulk of this backfield back again. 5600 is a really good price for him, especially if they're going to be using him in the red zone. I don't mind Rashad White, 5500 but I do lean a little bit more towards Fournette. Just think he has a little bit more touchdown upside and... and I don't know how much they're really going to have to pass in this game. I could see Tampa Bay beating Carolina pretty easily, even though Tampa Bay has not looked good so far recently. Next, we have Cleveland at Washington. Another gross, gross game. Washington is going to be starting Carson Wentz. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home, over-under of only 40. I want absolutely nothing to do pretty much with this game at all, but definitely not Wentz. I think it actually does hurt McLaurin a little bit. Heineke just targeted him so much. Dotson is is talented enough, 4,600. I think you could go back to him. Really don't mind it too much. And I'd more so be leaning towards the running game. Brian Robinson, 5,200, I think is a really good price. Cleveland is not good against the run. Gibson is banged up, might not even play at all. So if he's not playing, I, I think Robinson is an absolute smash play at $5,200. On the Cleveland side, Watson has looked terrible. So I, I don't really think you can rely too much on any of these pass catchers. Cooper's still a little bit banged up. 5800 not a terrible price for him, but I'm probably staying away there. The only one I would even take a chance on is Nick Chubb, 7300 But even he hasn't looked good at, at, as of late. But 7300 a good price for him. He's clearly heavily involved, always has a chance of breaking a slate. So if you wanted to go there, I wouldn't blame you. 
but probably just looking at Brian Robinson in this one, and I'm going to be on my way. Next, if we move to the 4 o'clock games, we have San Francisco at Vegas, 4.05 Eastern time. And this one's interesting because Derek Carr has actually been benched, and Jarrett Stidham is going to start. So this should be a pretty gross one against a really good San Francisco defense. San Francisco is 10-point favorites on the road, over-under of only 41.5. So really, with Stidham starting and this Niners defense, I don't know if you can actually start anyone on Vegas. Adams should still get targets, but are they going to be quality targets? He's 8500 bucks. The only thing I could say is basically he's probably going to be completely unowned because of the fact that Stidham's playing. So if you're just throwing a dart, trying to get a really low-owned superstar, maybe that's a reason, but I'm staying away there. As far as San Francisco goes, Purdy has looked good lately. Obviously, Kittle had the huge game last week. 5900 is a little bit pricey for him, but I, I do think you could go there. Speaking of which, if we go back to the other side, Vegas, I, I do think Waller's actually usable, 4300 I, I think he could be a, an underneath target and, and get some targets in this game for Stidham. 4300 isn't a terrible price for his ability. But if we go back to San Francisco, I'm staying away from McCaffrey. $9,000 is just a huge, huge price tag. He could get there, but I could see them resting him, especially if he's banged up. $9,000 is, is a bit much, so I really don't think I'm going to trust him or any of the pass catchers, with that being said. I, I might play some Kittle, but $5,900 is, is a bit high for my liking, and I just don't know how much San Francisco is going to have to do here with, with Stidham under quarterback. Their defense could do the bulk of the scoring here. You could make a case that maybe they get a couple turnovers and, and get right into the red zone, so maybe that's good for McCaffrey's touchdown upside. So if you wanted to play McCaffrey, you could do that, maybe pair him with with the San Francisco defense, and it's going to be going to be pretty low-owned and, and pretty expensive, but it could be a viable little little mini stack for this game. Next, we have the Jets and Seahawks. So the Jets are heading to Seattle, and this game is has a 42.5 over-under. The Jets are actually favored by two points on the road, which I actually think is a little bit surprising. Definitely will be playing some Mike White stacks. 5400 Good price for him. Garrett Wilson is back down again at 5500 so absolutely love that price. Corey Davis, 3700 Elijah Moore, 3500 think those two kind of eat into each other a little bit. I would probably prefer... Davis out of the two of them, just think he has a little more touchdown upside, but you, you could do double stacks with, with Mike White, even go super cheap with Conklin or Uzama, and, and the problem is with Uzama and Conklin being a little bit more involved, it's hard to really hone in on which one it's going to be, so I don't know if you really want to waste too many spots on, on the Jets here. You could just go Mike White and Wilson and be on your way. As far as the backfield goes for the Jets, Seattle is not good against the run, so I do think Zonovan Knight, 5100 is a good price, and he is back in play. Michael Carter has not looked good, but 5100 with how much Mike White throws the ball and could throw the ball to the running back position, I think Carter is actually a very sneaky play in this one. And as far as the Seattle side goes, obviously this Jets defense is good against the pass, 
But Seattle being at home, I think Geno Smith 5,900 to DK Metcalf 6,900 is a definite possibility. Metcalf should see a lot of Sauce Gardner, but will get a ton of targets, especially if Lockett can't go, which I expect he can't. You know, they're saying he looks good after the surgery, but I, I don't see them rushing him back this quickly. So if Metcalf is by himself there with, with no Lockett, he should get a ton of targets. And just with his ability alone at 6,900, I think he could pay off. Noah Fant is actually injured, and if for some reason he can't go, Cody Parkinson is actually the only other tight end, basically, that would be viable. 2500 so min price, tight end, if Fant can't go. Disley's on IR, so definitely something to consider there. But if I'm stacking this game, it's probably Mike White to Garrett Wilson with a DK Metcalf bring back, or a Kenneth Walker bring back. So Walker is heavily, heavily involved. Went over 100 yards last week. Still a little bit banged up, though, on that ankle. So they are kind of favoring resting him a bit during the week. But he should be able to play. So I, I do like Walker a little bit in this one, too. 6200 is a pretty good price for him compared to what he has been at and for the workload that he gets. So definitely like Walker. Next, we have Minnesota at Green Bay. Now, this game... Seems like it could be one of the higher scoring. Does have one of the higher totals at 47.5. Green Bay favored by three points at home. But I kind of worry about this one. You know, always got to worry about the weather in Green Bay. Got to worry about Kirk Cousins on the road in a really important divisional game. So I'm not really crazy about this one. But I do think Dalvin Cook is in play. 7,000 after letting a lot of people down and being chalk last week. He is obviously a workhorse, and Green Bay is not great against the run, so you could go there. Justin Jefferson is an absolute freak of nature, 9500 a very expensive price for him, but he warrants it. He should be in lineups if you can afford him all the time. So I do like the two of them. I don't know if I'm really looking to get ancillary pieces here. If I was heavily stacking the game, maybe I would consider Thielen or Osborne, but probably not going to go too much there. Hawkinson, 5400 still a good price for him. Obviously had the huge blow-up game, but I, I think he could get a little popular because of coming off of that game. So I, I want to look at his ownership before I really make a decision on him. Clearly at 5400 it's a good price for the talent he has. On the Green Bay side, we got to keep an eye on Aaron Jones. A little bit banged up. Everything from a hip to a knee to an ankle. Didn't really play very much last week, so A.J. Dillon, 5800 is a really good price for him. If Jones is limited or, or, or can't go, I expect him to be pretty popular, and for good reason. Minnesota's defense is terrible, so I, I think Dillon is absolutely in play whether Jones goes or not. Rodgers has actually been a little bit banged up this week as well, so $6,000, not a terrible price for him. I don't know if I really want to go there. I would probably favor the Kirk Cousins side and stack in there and just bring it back with a couple of these Green Bay pieces. But Christian Watson also banged up. Doesn't look like he's going to go. Alan Lazard, 5400 not a terrible price. Romeo Dubs, 4700 I mean, these guys are just, you're kind of hoping they can have a big game, but really haven't showed much recently. So I think you could use them as bringbacks if you are going with some Minnesota stacks, but really not going to be going out of my way to play too many of these guys. If I if I do play a Jefferson or a Dalvin Cook, I will most likely bring it back with with Romeo Dubs, but 
really don't know if there's too much upside there. Probably would prefer the Dylan side with a Justin Jefferson as a skinny stack in this game. And, and I'm probably not looking at any Rodgers stacks. Last game on the slate, the incredible Los Angeles Rams. Well, what the hell was that last week? Putting up over 50 points and absolutely destroying my DraftKings lineups. But anyways, they take on the Chargers. So the Chargers are six and a half point favorites at home, although technically this is a home game for both teams, over under of 42. Now you could go back to Baker Mayfield and, and just have a great day. This Chargers defense has not looked good, but I'll be staying away from Baker Mayfield and, and hopefully he doesn't kill me this week. Cam Akers, though, I will not be staying away from. 6100 just a, a really good price for him. He has been heavily, heavily involved lately. And this Chargers defense can definitely be taken advantage of on the ground so I think Akers will get pretty popular with the amount of touchdowns he's been scoring lately but for good reason this this Chargers defense is terrible if I'm looking for a pass catcher on the Rams clearly Higby is is the preferred choice at 4600 after his big game I could see the ownership getting bumped up a little bit there but I I I might consider Van Jefferson 4000 not a terrible price for him so might play a little bit of Van Jefferson. On the Chargers side, keep an eye on Eckler. He's been banged up a little bit this week. Does look like he'll be fine to go, but 8500 obviously with how involved he is and his touchdown upside, not too bad of a price there. I'm not really looking at Herbert stacks this week. I just don't really see this game shooting out, and Herbert really hasn't gotten there too much this year. But love Keenan Allen, absolute target monster. There's really nothing bad you could say about the guy. He has 14 targets in three of his last four games. Over the last four weeks, he's averaged 12.75 targets, 9.25 receptions, and 92.5 yards. So pretty impressive numbers there. He's an absolute target monster and definitely warrants a play. Won't be playing them together, but I will play some Mike Williams as well. Didn't have a great game last week, but still was pretty serviceable. 6700 still a good price for him with the, the touchdown upside that he possesses. So I definitely like the two of them as standalone plays and Eckler as well. Might even pair an Eckler and one of them together and bring it back with a cheap piece of the Rams on the other side. Gerald Everett, I'm staying away from. I, I just He doesn't really get there and somehow is still priced over $4,000 every week, so... Really not a huge fan of, of going heavy on this game, but definitely like the three three big pieces on the Chargers, maybe with a little bring back of, of Cam Akers or a Van Jefferson on the other side. So that's going to do it for this week. As always, be sure to check out thehelmsports.com for my cash write-up and roster construction articles. Other than that, you can go over to BetUS, promo code YARDSPER, and get a 125% bonus if you deposit over $50. So that's some free money there for you if you guys want to head over and do that. Other than that, thank you for listening. Please write some reviews. We're heading into the new year. Golf season's going to be starting up. So would would really go a long way getting new listeners if you guys could go and write some reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But other than that, thank you for listening. As always, I will talk to you soon. And remember... Stefan out there.